you can't just because it looks different from someone else doesn't mean it's the wrong decision for your family. Well, today's conversation is with uh, my daughter, Ann Schaefer, and uh, Sarah and I uh, know her very well. And as we go through this conversation, it's fun to hear her energy for the topic. Uh, we've labeled it uh, working mom. Now we understand that there's lots of different types of working moms and uh, some people can be defensive about that title. We don't mean to insult everybody. We know that all moms are working moms. Uh, Ann happens to have a child and an income at the same time. And uh, we're going to talk with how she goes about making the decisions to do that and about the process of trying to stay sane and raise a beautiful young child and be a productive coworker all at the same time. I think Anne has some wonderful tips and advice and shares a great story. And I'm sure you're going to find it useful. Hello, Anne. How are you doing today? Good. Hello. I'm excited to be here. It is great to have you on the show. We're excited to talk to you about being a working mom. You are a working mom. You have one daughter. She's 21 months old. What else would you say to introduce yourself to this audience? Uh, I don't know. That's about about it. 21 month old going on about five years old, one might think. Yes, and she definitely acts like she's five. Sometimes she looks like she's five, but she's certainly 21 months old. Um, so when you hear the words working mom, what, what does that mean to you? What is that? What is that in your head? I feel like the thing when you hear working mom that's your typical thinking is it's just someone who works outside the home um, in addition to being to being a mom. So maybe just not someone who stays home full time with their kiddo every day. Um, it's kind of what I think of. So Amelia, that's that's your daughter's name. She also has a working dad, John. Um, and so that's that's part of the equation um as we go forward he's a very active guy he's not he comes home and he's participating in the raising of of uh of amelia um the two of you consciously decide to be working parents mm -hmm. what what's that process like i think some of it is a mix of personalities and a mix of some of what you want for your family going forward um, into the future. So for first, like me as a personality, um, I'm someone who enjoys structure, a very, like a rhythm to my day, knowing what's coming. And I also enjoy adult time. Um, I don't feel energized being with a kid all, all day long. Um, and also a mix of like Amelia, she needs to be out of the house, play with kiddos, so some personalities like involved with the decision making of, you know, what works best for her, for me as a family kind of thing to look at it from that perspective on being a working parent, how everyone is thriving. Um, and then second, there's things of like for us personally, for uh, it was a schooling decision. Um, we hope that we can send Amelia to a private school 
for her education, it was kind of like, if we pay for daycare, we ensure that we can pay for private school. Um, so it's kind of just like starting to pay for that now versus, so it's kind of just, do I stay a stay at home mom or do we get to send her to, to private school? Um, kind of a balance or a mix for us of which one we thought would be more beneficial to her. So it's not a decision that you take lightly, that you took lightly, that, that you that you approach lightly, then it really makes you wonder, I mean, is there anything that makes you nervous or apprehensive about um, being a working mom? I think, I think every mom, regardless of working or not working, um, has mom guilt. And I think mom guilt pries on areas where you feel weak just as, as a person in general. And so for me, one of my love languages is uh, quality time. And so I feel pressure in all my relationships to make sure I have enough quality time with people. So for me, I feel guilty sometimes of like, is Amelia not getting enough time with me? You know, she spends 40 hours a week at daycare. And sometimes that, you know, weighs on your mind of, is she not seeing me enough? Is it a bad that she doesn't see me enough? You know, and so for me, that's something that like goes on in in my mind is something like that. But because that's just how I operate, you know, she, but she, we have a problem right now. She won't be not in the same room as me. So there's obviously, she's obviously feeling like she gets enough time with me. So the, um, you know, that's a challenge that, 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 you, that you get to go through. And of course, you know, that's kind of, if, you, if you're living an active life and you're engaged with, with yourself, I find that you, you kind of always have second thoughts and doubts. It's it's hard not to, to second guess yourself kind of in anything. Uh, um, you know, it's a fine balance with not letting it give you anxiety and, and having a meltdown that you're sorry you got the cheeseburger when you should have got the hot dog. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if you're really engage in in your own life and, and you're actively thinking it's hard not to have have second thoughts on that what what would what would your advice be to someone who who had those things i mean right now you're clearly thinking about it you're having a specific conversation about it life's not always that easy to slow down and 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 do what would you what would, what would you advise somebody who had the guilt that you talk about mm-hmm. i mean i feel like one is that like everyone feels some sort of guilt. So I, I think everyone, it's specifically for moms, it seems to be something that I've talked to other people. And that's like, it's not uncommon to feel this sense of guilt about something. So you're not like alone in that. And I think that's important to remember is that you're not the only person feeling this way. Um, but then I just think like, you can't, just because it looks different from someone else doesn't mean it's the wrong decision for your family. You know, I know people who went to daycare and they love their moms and they have the best relationship and it's great for their family. And I know some people who they stay at home and they don't have great relationships with their mom or they do, you know, so it's just like what works for you. You can't compare it's apples to oranges to bananas. So, you know, just never yeah. know. It would be a little narcissistic if, if you didn't think that, all your if you think all of your choices in life are perfect you're probably a narcissist you, yeah probably. i'm i'm gonna jump in here just a little bit because and you brought up something that like you've talked to other people about this and and i feel like especially in this day of age working moms are like becoming more more popular they're they're out there 
um, do you have like a support group or not necessarily support group, but um, people that you do get to talk to that are also working moms and, and not working moms? And how do you like manage that community wise? Yeah, I think it's important to find those people um, that you, you know, for me, for work, finding working moms that I think are doing wonderful jobs. Um, so for me, that's been church in two ways. One, I have a small group. Um, the majority of those are working moms and they're lovely. And then my church has, um, it's called mom's life. It's like a Bible study. So they have an option either for work or they have options on Monday nights or Tuesday mornings, not necessarily working or staying home, whatever option works for you. Um, and so for me, that's been really great to get to know these other ladies on Monday nights. And most of them tend to be working moms. And that's great to just talk about mom things and you know, just all the different things that we face um, and build that community um, there. So it's out there. Just got to, you know, find those people. So it's been a blessing. Well, that that that's good to hear. A lot of people rely heavily on their family or mm -hmm. what have you. You live 400 miles away from Amelia's grandma's. Yes. And so what does that do to you? Um, I mean, and sometimes it's hard because you know, it would be so lovely for one day just like, okay, you go to grandma's, you know, and, and um, you don't have her, but I think it's great, you know, like we come here that you get the quality time, you know, it's just like focused grandma time. There's, you know, um, nothing else that you're trying to do. Um, and I mean, John's mom was a working mom. It looks a little different, but, you know, can learn from her. And then I have the most wonderful mother in the world who, was a stay-at-home mom but still plenty to learn from from grandma um just you know as an adult still so is there anyone else out there that you just think of as a, a place for advice you, you mentioned some of the support groups and support uh, on that support networks i guess that you use <laughs> and, and people that you go but is there any particular person that you look to as an advisor or um i don't know if there's any you know particular person per se I mean while mom was not a working mom I think she's a wonderful reference of of being a mom and just tailoring to it to how you know how my life looks now or um I have wonderful grandmas one of which she was also working to um you know I don't know I feel like not one particular person but you just find those few moms in your life that you trust you say they are doing a good job and you just take their advice and tailor it a little bit to your life um, with how it works. So how did becoming a mom change you? I think it changed for me. I think, I mean, no one who knows me would describe me as a relaxed, uh, chill um, person. That's not just really who I am, but I think being a mom has really taught me I cannot control everything and that's okay and sometimes you just have to like roll with it toddlers have a mind of, or kids have a mind of their own not just toddlers and so sometimes you're going to be people with your child screaming on the floor at shields as you try to wrestle their coat on and you know like that's not on you you just kind of have to roll with it you know you're doing what you can um so sometimes you have to be a go with the flow person. So I'd like to think I've learned how to step back and be a little bit more, more of a chill person, ironically, as a parent. 
So you you go through if someone comes to you if your if your sister in law was going to have a baby and she's going through this same thing, what's what's your advice to her? I think to anyone who is just becoming a parent in general, um, mom, you know, whatever, working, not working, anything like that. I think the most important thing to do is just to find those few people in your life who you feel like are raising lovely kids and you seek out their um, information or, you know, their wisdom. And then you just block out everyone else. It's not because everyone else has bad information, but because there are a million voices coming in from every direction and you can't listen to all of it. And some people just have different feelings. Some people want their kids to sleep in cribs and some people are okay with kids sleeping in their beds till with them till they're 15. And if you don't want your kids sleeping in your bed, you just don't listen to that person. Not because it's wrong, but because that's just not what works for your life. That's lovely. We just don't listen to them. And we listen to the person over here and just because it aligns more with what you are. You just have to find those five people that you trust and those are the people that you seek out and everything else is just noise that doesn't matter. Have you changed your mind about anything? You go through that, you, know, you want to listen to just five people. You might come into something with preconceived notions. Um, has, there, has it, you know, we talked about how you've changed to become more patient. Is there anything in the 21 months that, that 21 months ago you were pretty sure about that you no longer um, practice? I mean, I think there's all sorts of things that, you know, when you're the perfect parent is not a parent, uh, you know, you have all these, you know, my kid will never watch the iPad at the restaurant and my kid will never throw a tantrum on Shield's floor. And, you know, you just like, you, you know, so I think every age you're learning that some of that you can't, or some of it's like fine, you know, that I need to make dinner. And so she's going to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for 20 minutes and that's okay. She's going to survive and turn into a thriving member of society and life and not be ruined by, by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's just some things like that, that you're always learning that you thought you for sure wouldn't do. And then you're like, this isn't harming anything. Um, it actually works for us. So. Okay. Is Are there any books, any uh, podcasts, any reference uh, materials you use like that? A podcast that I listen to is Family Life Today. I also follow them on Instagram, you know, because they post great little snippets there, um, too. So I love that as a resource. And a book that I've read that I would say anyone with kids under the age of like 16 must read is um, Habits of the Household. I am spacing on the author, but Habits of the Household is the title of it. And it's a Christian book and they just list the most practical ways um, to just put like Jesus and the gospel into little daily things that you do that are just little habits in your home. And I think it's just been one of the best books because I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm good at implementing ideas, but I'm not good at coming up with these little catchy ideas. So if I, someone tells me in a book, I can go out and do them. So I really loved that book. Well, those are uh, good uh, references and, and th things to note. Family Life Today is pumps out just tons of uh, of material and content. There's no way in the world a person could ever, you know, just listening to the daily podcast would, would, would be a, um, 
a busy life. Uh, so all those things, which, which part of the, the nice and the joy to someone who gives that much content is to be able to pick and choose, not like to pick and choose what suits my fancy, but you know, what really fits my situation that they're, they're yeah. sending out. And it's like, sometimes like, well, yeah, you know, I'm not dealing with um, life as a widow. Have a not dealing with yeah, I don't, yeah. And so I can skip the stepchild episodes and, and you also, um, it, it gets to be timeless information uh, that you can get a month behind and you can listen to a podcast on whatever it is that they're talking about, daily devotions with your children or something of the yeah. sort. And it's not going to be a problem that it is August and uh, you're listening to a June podcast. So Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and yeah, I think you got a lot of great things out there. up our interview with Ian about being a working mom and uh so what did you take away from that well Anne, um very energetic about her her answers she's she's very confident in uh, the choice that she made but she's also not thinking that she has all the answers she seeks uh opinions out from other people not gonna let other people weigh her down um and and i like the way she talked about different things for different people um, not compromising her own integrity and, and standards. Um, you can tell that Anna has a strong faith and that comes through in there. Uh, so she's not talking about, you know, cherry picking advice, but she is saying that the same answer doesn't work for every single person. And she's choosing to do it differently than how she was raised. Well, at the same time, really, 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 um, I would say idolizing her mother and um, having no regrets about what she's doing and about how she was raised. So what did you take away from the situation? Um, something that I took away was the fact that I know Anne really well. She's my sister. Um, and when she started talking about how she is a very structured, controlled environment kind of person, but just seeing how her being a working mom and like adding more stress to her life has made her more chill. And like, that's something that's unique. Um, to her situation and that was just really cool to see how it's changed her um, to make her more relaxed yeah it people often think they need to wait for a special time when the timing is just right for everything in life um, i'll get married i'll get have kids i'll get a new job i'll change this and do all those things until the timing is perfect um, but what we really find out is we take a leap and we're ready to handle more than what we think we are and the timing will never be perfect. And if we wait, it'll never happen. So. Mm -hmm.